0: to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, welcome back. It's Megan here for another quickie episode. Today's topic is about developing an entrepreneurial mindset. So let's start out with the obvious. What is the definition of entrepreneur? Well, I'm sure you probably already know it because you more than likely, if you're listening to this, you are an entrepreneur. You are someone who had an idea and you built your business basically from thin air. And that's exactly what the definition of entrepreneur is. Someone who is an entrepreneur is in charge of building a business. So wherever you are in your business journey, maybe you're in the beginning stages of your business. That's what I call early stage. Perhaps you are in a growth stage and you are you know, somewhere in the multiple six figures and you are growing your business, it has somewhat of a solid foundation, or perhaps you are in scale or expansion stage and you know what works. You've already been through so much trial and error. You've been at this for many, many years and you're scaling beyond seven or even eight figures. Ultimately, you are someone who is in charge of a business. Now for many of us who are business owners today, We did not all start out our careers as business owners. In fact, I I did not. I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial household either. My parents were not business owners. Uh, I was a school teacher. I was a high school business education teacher back in my 20s. That was back in the mid, like the earliest 2000s. I became a high school teacher in 2006, I believe, 2005, 2006. I actually taught at the high school I graduated from, which was, it was really cool. It's a really cool experience for me. And my mom was also a high school teacher and an elementary school principal. In fact, when I was a teacher, our classrooms were next door to one another. At any rate, um, I was a teacher who was responsible for doing a lot of things every single day. I was responsible for running my classroom, creating lesson plans, ensuring that my students were performing really well in their standardized tests because it was public education. And as teachers in school buildings, we are essentially the employees, we are the doers, we are the workers who are also running all of the sports teams. We are leading and advising and running all of these student clubs. We have other jobs in addition to and outside of what we're responsible for in the walls of our classroom. And ultimately, we report to our principal. Our principal reports ultimately to the superintendent of that particular county, and then that it just goes on up. So I, I remember back in 2011 when I started my first business, all I knew was to do. I knew to do it all, do it all myself, uh, basically be a control freak, figure out how to do marketing, figure out how to do sales, figure out how to do speaking how to do networking at networking events, how to run my finances, which back then I, I wasn't doing. I didn't know how to do. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't know I was even supposed to be running my finance, finances in a certain way because I certainly didn't learn that when I was a teacher. Uh, we're figuring out the operations, all the systems, the processes. And oh, by the way, not only that, you are the provider of the service that you are selling to your customers and your clients. So you're doing a lot of things. You're wearing a lot of hats. I don't have to be the one to tell you that because you have lived it or are currently living that. And, you know, I work with a lot of business owners. Um, My clients are all small business owners at the six and multiple six figure uh, rising seven figure level. And they still are doing a lot of the do. And, And many of our clients are building teams for the first time. And leading teams and beginning to delegate entire projects or entire departments to their team members, and that that becomes really really challenging for them. Um, in fact, something else that I notice is really challenging for business owner clients of ours is when they experience something that we would put into the category of a failure. So if they do not he- meet a certain financial goal for the month or if they miss their financial goal for the year or if they're launching a group program and it totally totally bombs and they don't they either don't get anyone in the program or they only get a small handful of people in the program but to their standards, they would put it in the category of failure. You know as entrepreneurs we are we are literally, um, you know, we are coming across challenges and problems, dare I say brand new ones every single day. And you really can't come into entrepreneurship being problem and challenge and setback averse because that is kind of your job on a daily basis. It is to solve problems and move through brand new challenges that you cannot solve the same way that you solve challenges in the past. So, you know, I know from my own personal experience, it took me years, years to develop an entrepreneurial mindset. And I'm still developing an entrepreneurial mindset. And it's something that I work with clients on as well. So let's dive into what an entrepreneurial mindset is, what it isn't. And I want to leave you with a few tips um, so that you can begin flexing those entrepreneurial muscles, making them stronger than perhaps they are today? Because I want to see you successful. I want to see you thriving. I want to see your business leaving a legacy and being something that is bringing ultimate significance to the world beyond just financial success for yourself, although that's important too. So the entrepreneurial mindset really is about a certain way of thinking. It is about the way in which you are approaching challenges and mistakes on a daily basis in your business because you're going to encounter those. It's about an inherent need to improve your skill set and get up and get up again and get up again and try again and try again. So why is that important? Well, the entrepreneurial mindset is absolutely hundred percent. Cannot argue this. It is what you need. To continue to propel yourself and your company forward every single day. We often hear this like, what is going to move the needle forward in my business? So, this mindset sometimes can begin to dim as you find yourself stuck in the weeds. That's just another way of saying, like, getting kind of mired down in all the day to day tasks and, um, the day-to-day details, the daily grind of what it means to be in entrepreneurship and to be an entrepreneur. But by making an effort to embody the entrepreneurial mindset, what you're doing is positioning yourself to meet those everyday challenges and experience growth. So here are a few things that I am going to invite you to start doing, perhaps differently, um, shifting into them Uh, as an entrepreneur so that you can really begin to strengthen those muscles. So the first one is revisit your mission and your vision every single day. Much of the entrepreneurial mindset involves an unwavering commitment and follow through to your specific vision. Now it's okay if your vision evolves over time, your vision may change over time. That's okay. As the entrepreneur As the leader of your company, it is your responsibility to always hold the vision, to always be looking that far ahead. Obviously, you are ensuring that things are happening on a daily basis so that you are making gains every single day. But ultimately, what are we working towards? What are we building towards? What is pulling you forward every single day, what is inviting you and compelling you to get back up after you experience something that was really uncomfortable in your business. So this kind of drive will allow you to carry out the necessary steps to accomplish that vision. The problem is that the demands of the day-to-day, like I said, can tend to get in your way, creating a space where your vision could actually get lost in the shuffle. And and perhaps you are on a coaching session with your coach or you are talking to a mentor of yours and, you know, maybe things aren't really going well in your business and you're like, what is going on? Do I need to totally change my business model? Do I just not know what I'm doing? Do I need to change my ideal client? you know is what I'm doing just not going to work anymore do I just need to completely change what my offer is or is it my price point point? and maybe you're asking yourself all these questions you're asking your mentor or your coach all these questions and and you're looking for answers and in kind of what you're thinking in that moment is like hey coach will you just tell me what to do can you just tell me how to fix this and as a coach and a mentor and a strategist myself rather than jump, jumping in and telling telling you or telling a client hey, you should just go do this uh, because ultimately none of us know what, what's really going to work, I'm going to first ask questions. And one of my first questions, when I have a client who presents that way in a, in a session with me, I want them to re-remind themselves of what their vision is. And I might start by saying, hey, what, what's ultimately, what's your vision here? And sometimes clients cannot answer that question. And that's okay because it's an opportunity for you to get really clear on what your vision is. I think a lot of people started businesses just like I did um, after I became a stay-at-home mom. You know, Brighton came into our world in 2010 in September of that year. It was at the very beginning of a school year. I had already decided I wasn't going to go back to the classroom because I wanted to uh, be at home with her. And I never really had an intention of becoming a stay-at-home mom. I would never actually put myself in that category because I never really was a full-time stay-at-home mom. I kind of jumped into doing my own thing with business when she was three months old. But you know, that's what that's why I started a business in the first place. It was to provide financial stability for my family first and foremost, because I had left my teaching job, which meant we were A paycheck down in our household. At the time, Sean was a personal trainer making a little bit more money than my teacher's salary. So when that disappeared, starting a business so that I could be at home with her sounded like a really, really great option, even though I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So first and foremost, I think many of us either leave our jobs for more freedom or we come home because we have kids and we realize my identity is not in just being a mom. I want to be a creator. I want to be a leader. I want to be an innovator and you you know what's inside of yourself. So, you know, I'll be really honest. When I first started a business back in 2011, I I didn't have a vision. I didn't know I was supposed to have a vision. I was just like, you know, I need to do something else besides take care of a baby because my identity is so much more and so much bigger than that. And I need to make money. Now, it took me years, if I'm being really honest, it took me years to figure out what is my vision. And I remember I would be so bent out of shape every single time something was not working or I was frustrated or was driving around at the time years ago, going to in-person networking events, and I was speaking all over the place. And I was even doing Facebook ads back in the day. And I was creating courses that cost $297. And I was hosting in-person workshops for $67 at the Chamber of Commerce. And I was just honestly trying to keep my head above water. And if you really want to build something that has significance, your vision is a critical piece to get really, really clear on. When we are not super clear on our vision. It leaves room for frustration. It leaves room for doubt, which can lead to stagnation or even worse. You could actually regress. So that's why it's so important to make an effort to set aside a specific time every single day to remind yourself to focus upon your vision and your goals. What are your outcomes to bring your vision to the forefront, because that is what is getting you up every single day. That is what's helping you solve problems every single day. That is what's helping you move through unexpected challenges every single day. That is what is going to help you get back up when things are not working the way that you thought or wanted them to work. Now, I'm not suggesting that you set aside hours to remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. You may only need five or 10 minutes at the beginning of your day start incorporating it into your morning routine. The key, however, is to actually make this commitment concrete. Get it in your planner, get it into your morning routine, and allow it to become a habit. All right, the second thing uh, when it comes to developing your entrepreneurial mindset and building those muscles, put yourself in challenging situations. I said it, put yourself in challenging situations. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that There's a whole lot of conversation, especially in the coaching space about, you know, I just want ease and flow, just make everything easy. And although I do believe somewhat in, you know, it does get to be easier. You do get to make decisions from a place of ease and flow. However, I think that people have kind of gotten that out of context so that when they are in their business and they don't hit a goal or something doesn't go the way it was planned or something makes them uncomfortable, they, they think that something is just like completely gone awry and they need to pivot massively or the strategy that they have been implementing doesn't work or their program no longer works or like just fill in the blank. And it's like, they're constantly trying to not experience anything that makes them uncomfortable. It's like, they're trying to experience, have this experience where they don't have to deal with or be part of anything that is challenging. And like, guess what, you know, being an entrepreneur, you, you kind of signed up for, it's going to be challenging, right? Like when we were all born into life, life isn't just this hunky dory experience, A lot of life is made up of ease and flow and joyful times and happy times. And it's also just part of life that we experience hardship because without that, it's kind of like without the darkness, how do we even know what light is? So without challenges, how do you even know what ease and flow is? You know, I think part of why I personally enjoy Challenges. I enjoy challenging myself. I enjoy challenging others. I enjoy, especially putting myself in physical challenges because I enjoy working out. I like being really physically active. I think a lot of this for me personally comes from my athletic background. Both my brother and I were athletes. I was a tennis player. I was USTA ranked when I was like a middle school, high schooler. My brother played baseball and ended up playing professionally for seven years. So we grew up in a household that was very much geared towards two things. One was education and excelling in school. Uh, and number two, it was athletics and being excellent and being the best on the field and, um, you know, winning. And that took a lot of drive. And it also took on a daily basis on the practice field. It was Let me create a scenario for myself on the practice field that is really challenging so that when I get onto the playing field, that is when I can be in the groove. That is when I can be in the zone. That is when I can experience ease and flow. Experience ease and flow requires putting yourself through challenges first. It requires preparing yourself. It requires building certain muscles So that when you're out on the playing field, you don't have to think you just go, you just do. It's like Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or Serena Williams. They aren't really thinking out on the court. If they were having to think the entire time about their next move, then they would be hesitating the entire time. And you can actually see that in a player. You can see when they get into their heads and they start to overthink when they're in the zone and they're in the groove and they have the best game ever. That's because they weren't thinking, but they they aren't at that place because they didn't previously challenge themselves. In fact, they probably put themselves in more challenging situations than their opponent who is overthinking the entire time. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're gonna naturally face new challenges every single day. So expect that. Just because obstacles arise doesn't mean you should be afraid of making mistakes either. If you want to cultivate an entrepreneurial mindset, y- you have to embrace challenges, you have to actually seek them out just like I did as a tennis player, just like my brother did on the baseball field, just like Michael Jordan did every time he hit the practice court. We are seeking out challenges so that we are prepared when the real thing comes. It all comes down to basic psychology. The more that you put yourself in challenging situations, the more you're going to find that you not only equip yourself with the skills to handle those very challenges, but also the confidence of knowing that you're able to succeed. And not only that, that you're able to figure anything out. And guess what? The more challenges you allow yourself to go through and come out on the other side, you realize this. You realize that everything is working out in your favor. Trust that when you go all in, Trust that when you decide to go all in and you take action and you take steps into the unknown, knowing that you are going to face challenges, trust that no matter how big or small those challenges or setbacks are or mistakes are, that everything is working out in your favor. Um, Number three, hone your craft daily. This is one that is really, really close to me especially being part of the beloved coaching industry that I've been a part of for 10 years. And this is really important to me because my number one core value is honesty and integrity. And what I mean by that, in terms of honing your craft, that is, it is this. Whatever area, field, industry, you have decided to, Uh, put your stake in the ground in, you know, for me, it's being a business growth strategist, be the best at it, be the best at it. You know, why put your stake in the ground if you don't want to be the best, if you don't think you can be the best and don't just be the best in your external marketing and ability to sell people into your programs and your offers. I mean, be the best and operate at a high level of excellency inside of your services inside of the programs inside of the products that your customers and clients are partaking in experiencing you know i am constantly working with my team to make our programs rise to legendary and momentum those are our two two flagship programs that we offer we are constantly in conversation about how can we improve how can we help our clients make better progress How can we help our clients get better results? How can we help our clients enjoy their experience more? How can we implement better systems that streamline the process for us and our clients? How can we provide better customer service? How can we put our ear to the ground and find out what our clients want, what our clients need from us? Um, How can we better track progress that our clients are making so that we're more in tune with where they're at in their journey? How can I make my skill set stronger? How can I look at the craft that uh you know, part of it is I think your natural gifting, part of it is the gift that God's given you and me. What is that craft? What's that passion? What's that skill? What's that strength? What's that thing that you want to become known for that you're obsessed with improving? not just putting out at a level of average or mediocre, just like everybody else out there who has started a business. There's so much mediocrity out there when you get into programs. And I'm not saying that it's bad people running the programs. I'm not saying that there are like just crappy coaches out there putting crappy stuff out there. I'm sure there are. I've never actually really come across somebody who didn't know what they were doing. I think there is more of an emphasis on, I just need to sell, 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 and make a bunch of money. And there's not an equal emphasis on excellence inside of the actual service being delivered. And we have gotten to this place where we're honing our marketing and sales craft, which we need to as business owners. We, we are a sales organization. I get that. And I believe that. But we, are not, we have kind of allowed ourselves to become too average with the actual craft that we are delivering to our clients in the form of our services, our programs, our products, whatever it is that you're putting out there. So the best entrepreneurs out there are never content with the way things are. That's exactly what drives them to create in the first place. I know it does for me. What drives me is I want to create something that is so amazing that People can't even believe the results that they're getting from it. And they, not only that, they can't even believe the experience that they're having with the community that I'm building. Um, you know, this, this applies to our skill set in terms of what we're creating in the first place. Simply put, entrepreneurs are always looking to improve themselves in some way. Um, This could be adding to your skills or honing your craft. If you want to get into the entrepreneurial mindset, you have to act like an entrepreneur. You have to commit to becoming a better version of yourself. This means nourishing your brain by reading and, and specifically by reading things that are in the category of your actual craft. So for example, I'm a business strategist. I am helping people with strategy. I should be studying strategy. I also help people. Uh, and my clients who are business owners in the category of leadership, in the category of team development. Therefore, I should be honing my skill set and reading um, and studying other people who are way better than I am in the categories of leadership. For instance, this past weekend, I finished a book by John Maxwell, who is probably like the number one guy in all things leadership. Um, uh, he's written, I believe, 82 books over the last 40 or so years. I, I have read quite a few of those books. So I'm constantly reading about leadership. I have a mentor. Um, his name is Michael Burnoff. He is an expert in communication. You know, in order to be effective as a team leader, in order for me to teach my clients how to lead their team and work with their teams, I need to be an effective communicator. I also need to be able to teach them how to be an effective communicator. So if that's what I'm selling and that's the service I'm providing and that's the craft, that I am putting out into the world, then best better be honing that craft. Um, next, approach problems from multiple angles. So if you read a lot about the entrepreneurial mindset, there's a common thread. The entrepreneurial mindset is about thinking differently than everybody else. Again, the entrepreneurial life is full of trial and error. That means that you have to learn to think differently and approach problems from a range of different angles. If you expect to move forward, chances are high that your first solution may not be the best. And oftentimes, as you grow in entrepreneurship and as your business grows, as you work with more clients, as you uh, expand your team, as you grow financially, the challenges that you're gonna face in the future are not the same challenges that you faced in the past which means you are going to have to come up with new angles to solve new challenges. And the way you solve your new challenges is not necessarily going to be the way that you solved old challenges two or three years ago, or one to two stages or phases back in your business. In fact, this the same way that you approach success in the past is not going to be the same way that you approach success in the future. And lastly here, and then we'll wrap up today's quickie, not so quickie, is always be in motion and ultimately provide value. If entrepreneurs are not thinking about their vision, then they are actually putting their vision into motion. So much of the entrepreneurial mindset is to simply do. Entrepreneurs have discipline, which allows them to continually reach their goals. But there's a secondary component to this doing. The truest entrepreneurial mindset is about providing value. Entrepreneurs are on a quest to help the customer or client in some way and to continue to make their service better and better and better. They identify problems and solve them. So by treating tasks as problems to be solved and thinking about how you can provide value at every single turn, you can continually put the entrepreneurial mindset into practice. Above all, the entrepreneurial mindset Is about being committed to your vision, regardless of the challenges and obstacles along the way. It is about seeing mistakes as an opportunity for growth and not as something to be feared. It's about approaching problems from a range of different ways. By embodying everything that I've shared with you today, you can absolutely strengthen your mindset and equip yourself with one of the most important tools that an entrepreneur can have. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.